Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so excited for this week's episode because I think it's going to be one that a lot of y'all can relate to and I think it's definitely a perspective that I really plan on embracing going into 2023 and the new year. And I think that it's just going to be really helpful for those of y'all who maybe just feel lost in life and maybe you don't necessarily feel lost, but you just feel a little unsure or you feel like you don't have a lot of clarity or something like that. I think it'll be really helpful. So, and even if you like are somebody who really just knows what they want in life and you're going after it and it's going well and everything, I still encourage you to listen to this episode because I think that it can be really good and healthy to like listen to different perspectives for things. So as you can tell by the title, we're going to be talking about goal setting. So if you're somebody who like really knows what you want, then goal setting might not be the most difficult thing in the world for you. And it's probably a little bit easier for you to set goals because you know what you want. But I encourage you to listen to this because with that being said, I am sure there will be times in your life and career and where you will just struggle to feel like you can make goals because you're going to run into at some point or another, you know, feeling a little bit lost or not really knowing what to do or like lacking clarity, even if you know what you want. So this can still be helpful and it may just inspire you to look at goal setting from a different um, perspective. So hopefully it's helpful. But before we get into the episode, let's go ahead and get started with the quote goal and gratitude this week. My quote for this week is from Pinterest and it says, today I trust that just being is enough. Rather than making myself crazy and tired by trying to figure out the answer or see the picture or work out how it will all work out, I choose instead to focus my energy on staying present, enjoying each moment as it presents itself. I open my eyes to life as it is right now. I know the gift of clarity will come when the time is right. And this is just sort of in alignment with what we're talking about this week. You know, instead of being so focused on like finding that aha moment of clarity and chasing that feeling of clarity and knowing what you're doing, I'm really just trying to let go of that and just trust that my moment of clarity is probably not going to be an aha moment and it's probably going to be more so of a accumulation of different moments in my life and that I will have that moment when the time is right. Like I don't need to sit here and stress myself out over not knowing what I'm going to do with my life and don't need to compare myself to others and look at how others, you know, seemingly have their life figured out, but I don't I don't need to worry about any of that outside noise and I really just need to trust that the time will come when I do, you know, find clarity and what I'm doing and, you know, just really take things a day at a time and just be present because ultimately being present is going to lead me to having that moment of clarity because the more and more that I stray from being present, I'm going to keep feeling more and more lost because I'm really removing myself from the present moment, which removes myself from, you know, what I need to be focusing on, which is the present day. So I really like that quote for this week, especially because it kind of like goes along with the um, theme of this week's episode. And my goal this week, I really, this is just like a very (laughs) random goal. It's nothing like super inspirational or anything, but I want to get my like Christmas list and like what I want to buy gift wise together which I'll definitely be able to do because it's going to be Thanksgiving week and I won't be working so I'm like okay I need to just really focus on getting my overall um just Christmas list together like who I want to buy for and what I'm wanting to get for people and then I want to have it made by Black Friday because during the whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday period, which honestly, it's a lot longer than that now. There's sales already going on. I want to go ahead and get things then. And I've also been getting things for like my bridesmaids um, because a lot has been on sale like that I knew I wanted to get for my bridesmaids. So I've just been buying that stuff kind of slowly, um, which I haven't like asked any of my bridesmaids to be my bridesmaids yet, but I've been like taking advantage of sales when I see them. So Um, I have been loving that because I have actually saved so much money from doing that. And I've been able to get things that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise just because they would normally be too expensive. Um, so with that being said, I 
really want to just take advantage of this time where prices are lower and go ahead and get my gifts. This is what I do every year. And I highly recommend, I mean, especially with how expensive everything is nowadays, I highly recommend doing your Christmas shopping during this time period. And I know this episode's going out in time for y'all to like hopefully figure out in a couple days what you need to get. And then during the Black Friday to Cyber Monday period, you can, you know, go ahead and get what you need to get for people and hopefully save some money while you're at it because, you know, you're definitely going to be paying higher prices as it gets closer to Christmas um, for things and you want to take advantage of sales because we should all be trying to save a little bit of money when we're gift shopping and everything. So that's my goal and my gratitude. I am so thankful that I get to go home for a week because I haven't been home for a week since literally, I mean, I guess probably Christmas time last year was the last time I was home for this long. And it's really going to be like six days, but it's, I think, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm going to be gone, but I'm really looking forward to it because I just feel like my other trips that I've taken home have been like really quick turnarounds for the most part. So it's like, I've like gone home and then I've had like two full days and then I have to like turn around and go back. And I'm still grateful for those trips because they've been a lot of fun. And I'm thankful that I've even gotten to go home as much as I have this year because I wasn't thinking I would get to go home as much as I have. So I'm just excited to like go home and not feel rushed because I feel like before I felt like I was home for a reason. So there was like things that we had planned and things that we were doing. And then I was trying to cram in like go visiting like my favorite places, like restaurants, coffee shops, and then like trying to see people and see family. So all of that was like always really overwhelming. And I didn't have a lot of time to just like sit and be and enjoy being home. So I'm really looking forward to having that time to just like kind of just live slowly and something about the pace of life at home is just like intoxicating in the best way. And I think that that's why so many people like who leave Panama City Beach end up moving back is because they go and they move to like way more crowded places or just larger cities and they just realize like how much slower the pace of life is and you generally speaking like overall I just feel like everyone feels like more at peace and like healthier like mentally at the beach I don't know like at home and I mean that's definitely a blanket statement that's not to say that people struggle and everything because (laughs) that's definitely a thing like I would be struggling with the same problems I am now if I was at home you know what I mean but (laughs) the um overall pace of life like things just feel a lot less rushed and chaotic and I just need that in my life because I just I I mean I'm in a huge city and everything is always like rush 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 like do things as quick as possible you know try to save as much time as you can and everything there is just very chill and I'm just looking forward to like living my best life at home and slowing the heck down for a week and I cannot wait for that. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. We're going to be talking all about how to set goals when you do not know what you want to do with your life. And um, I feel like I'm like a preacher right now. Like, can I get an amen? Like, <laughs> I truly feel like this is just, oh gosh, like the struggle of t- a 20-something. You know, like, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but how am I supposed to figure it out when I can't really set goals if I don't really know what I'm working towards and I don't really know what I want? Because you tend to just like, if you don't know what you want and you just don't really know what you're working towards, you tend to just be like, okay, well, since I don't know that, like, why would I bother setting goals? Because like, what's the point type of mindset? You know what I mean? But I also want to preface this with saying, I am not sitting here saying you need to like be setting goals and whatever. I absolutely believe that there are seasons of life where like you're not working towards anything and you're just content with where you're at and you're just, you know, doing the best you can every day and showing up every day. And that is the goal. You know, there's no goal in mind or end goal in mind or whatever, but naturally as humans, we tend to always want more or we tend to always want different. So, you know, because of that, we want to set goals inherently because we're always striving for more. We're striving for something else. And in order to reach those things, if we really truly want them, you do need some sort of goal set. And I think that setting goals is healthy when, you know, it's not something that you're just like so, so tied to. And I think that setting goals is really helpful for people who don't know what they want in life. But I think it's interesting because I feel like the people who know what they want in life are the ones setting the most goals and then the people who don't know what they want aren't setting as many but 
I think it's most beneficial to the people who don't know what they want with their life to actually set goals because um, the people who do know what, what they want with their life, they can kind of just like say yes to certain things and things just kind of like will play out that way. Whereas if you don't know what you want and you're not actively you know, advocating for yourself by setting goals, you're kind of just being complacent with your entire life and you're just not really, you know, letting things, you're just kind of like letting things happen the way they do, which is perfectly fine. And like I said, I think that that's totally normal to be that way for a season. I feel like that was kind of my 2022 season. I've just, I didn't really have, I had goals going into this year, but I ended up just kind of like I couldn't tell you a single thing that was on my resolution list last year, which that might sound really bad, but like, I cannot tell you a single thing. And I mean, okay, actually I can. I, one of my biggest goals was like healing. And I think that was like my word for 2022, I think. And I truly do think I've healed a lot, but I think in healing, I've hurt myself and opened other wounds because healing requires learning a lot about yourself so now it's like I need to do like healing part two and um healing the sequel and I just really feel like I this whole 2022 was a very like one day at a time you know we're not really setting goals type of year so I'm not sitting here saying like girl boss hustle culture set goals 24 7 blah 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 blah. you're gonna get that that's not what I'm saying once we get into like the actual meat of this episode. But I'm not saying you need to set goals because capitalism and you need to be a girl boss. No, I am just saying that this can be helpful when you feel lost because when you feel lost, it sucks. It's the worst feeling. And when you don't know what to do, it's a horrible feeling. And I think one of the first steps to getting yourself to a path of clarity, which I'm not guaranteeing you're going to reach clarity by like doing these things, but I think that it puts you on a path towards, you know, getting yourself in positions to explore other opportunities. You will eventually like find some sort of clarity. It may not be an aha moment of clarity, but it will be, you know, you will find out what you do and don't like and that kind of thing. And I think that that's why it's so important to set goals when you don't know what you want to do with your life. So with all that being said, with that little disclaimer that I am not sitting here saying you need to always be hustling and setting goals even when you don't know what you want to do, that's not really the message I'm trying to convey here. It's more so of like, I want to help you not feel so helpless when you feel lost because that's how I felt this entire year. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I was so like goalless all year besides healing, which is I think that's exactly what I needed because if I had all these other goals and I was actively pursuing them, I wouldn't have taken the time I needed to heal. So now I'm like, okay, we've realized that we are lost. We are clueless. We have no idea what we're doing. And we took the whole year to just be and learn more about ourselves. So now that we've done that, let's take the next step because I don't want to just sit in this same season of accepting where I'm at not being for me for another year you know what I mean like I want to actively start you know just setting whatever goals I can even though I have no idea what I want to do um so with that being said I'm ready to step into that and I think that it takes a season of just being and not really setting goals whether that's a week a month a year two years whatever sometimes it takes that to get yourself to finally feel like you know what I'm ready to take the next step and I want to start actively, you know, advocating for myself in the form of creating some loose goals. And that will help me feel a little bit back on my feet to make decisions and make steps and directions that are, you know, good for me and meant for me and align with me now that I've taken the time to like, you know, just completely just chip away at everything that wasn't me and, you know, maybe not literally, but you've learned it and get to your true self. So with that being said, I also wanted to preface all this with saying, learn your values. If you haven't listened to my episode that I did a couple months ago about the, like just figuring out what your values are and like how it changed my life. I don't remember the exact name of the episode, but it was a few months ago. Um, You'll know it when you see it in my list of episodes, but 
that has like single-handedly changed my life um learning what my values are in therapy and in that episode I talked about how I did the values card sort assessment in therapy and it really helped me like deconstruct like the things that I had thought were my own values but really weren't my values they were just things that I put on a pedestal for the sake of approval and for the sake of achievement and recognition from others and I convinced myself over the years that I valued them and they were important to me but through doing that values card sort I was able to figure out okay like half of the stuff that I would say were my values before I came into therapy aren't even mine like they're things that I have there for the sake of people pleasing and I was able to you know part ways with the things like achievement that I was like you know what like this has always been something I prioritized with my lifestyle and the decisions I made and I'm letting go of this like this is no longer on my values list and now I am you know in a I'm not in alignment with myself yet but I'm like I'm working towards that because now I know what my values are and it is so hard to set goals for yourself and actually reach them and when I say set goals I also mean instill habits and adopt them I kind of like using those interchangeably because sometimes it's not about the goals it's about like the habits you're doing and it's really hard to implement those habits and set those goals and actually achieve them when you're not doing it for yourself and it's not in alignment with your values and I think so many of us in high school and college we end up accidentally adopting the values of what other people want for us instead of what we want for ourselves. And then it puts us in this position of we get into post-grad life and we're like, oh, um, why am I doing this again? And then you're like, why did I ever do this in the first place? And then if you like really dig deep and like uncover everything, you'll figure out I wasn't doing this for me. This isn't in alignment with my values. And then you got to figure out what your values are. And then from then out, make decisions that are in alignment with those values. And that will really help you with being able to actually have the desire to work towards implementing new habits and work towards setting new goals because you get to an age where you realize like and you feel this isn't mine and this isn't for me so why would I have any desire to work towards it and try to implement it in the first place so highly recommend listening to that episode you may want to like pause where you're at here go back and listen to it if you haven't yet and then listen to this episode because I think sequentially it will flow a little bit better if you listen to that first and then listen to this episode because I think the first step of all of this is really like getting as authentically you as possible because how are you going to set goals when you don't know what you want to do with your life if you don't even know who you are in the first place you know what I mean and it's totally possible to do so but you may end up setting some goals that aren't truly in alignment with you um especially since you don't know what you want to do you may feel that outward pressure of well my parents think I should be a doctor or society says I need to be raking in the money so I'm gonna set these goals since I don't know what I want to do to find a job that's raking in the money but it may have zero alignment with the things you actually value so that's why it's really important to take care of the values beforehand so we have got that long and lengthy disclaimer out of the way so let's go ahead and get into the step-by-step and I have six no seven no six, six little tips for you all and um they're kind of, they're, they're sequential. So like we're going from like broad to specific here. And you kind of want to work in this order when it comes to setting goals when you don't know what to, what you want to do with your life. So the very first thing I want to share with you all is letting go of the idea that you need to know what you want to do with your life. And also letting go of the idea that you need to have big lofty goals I think that there is so much pressure in high school you know it's like what do you want to major in in college what do you want to do with your life and really it starts in like elementary school and it's like what do you want to be when you grow up and like you know that's like our true like inner child like what we wanted then is a lot of times like what we really care about and what we love as a human because it's something that we've been attached to since we were little and we are just kind of like forced from the age of you know 15 16 17 18 to know or at least have an idea of what we want to do with our life because it's like you need to know so when you go to college you can major in the thing that gets you there and everything and yes it's great to be proactive and like be thinking about those things but most like 15 to 18 your brain is developing so much and I wasn't even like I you could have put like 15 to 18 year old me in a different body and then look at me now and you'd be like, those are two different people. Like 
a hundred percent, like not even the same. I mean, like, yeah, there's aspects of me that have not changed, but like for the most part, I've completely changed. So it's like, what, why, why was I, you know, trying to figure out what I was doing with my life at that age and, you know, deciding what I wanted to major in at 18 years old when I had no concept of what I was doing. You know what I mean? It's just, there's so much pressure. So I really want everyone to just take a second and tell themselves, I do not need to know what I want to do with my life right now. And that is okay. And it's especially stressful once you get out of college and you've already got the freaking degree and you're like, wow, I'm married to this for the rest of my life and I can't do anything else because I just spent many years getting this education and getting this degree. So that's like what I have to do. I also want you to tell yourself just because I have a degree in something doesn't mean that's the only thing I can do. You know, yeah, it may be hard in many different ways to switch things up and try something different, but it is entirely possible. Um, and just let go of the idea that like you need to have these super specific, lofty, huge goals. Like I just don't think, I mean, they can be good to have, but at the same time, like if you just don't know what you want, like just let go of the idea that like you need to have a big career goal and a big financial goal. Like let's just start step one let's take it one day at a time. Let's be small and not be like overwhelm ourselves with something so big when we don't even know what we want. And I think that starting out with this and freeing yourself from the mindset that you need to know what you want to do is so important because otherwise, if you just go into the, all, doing all of these things without letting go of that mindset, in the back of your mind, you're going to be telling yourself and you're going to be feeling that outward pressure of, I need to know what I want to do with my life right now. No, you don't. You can figure it out day by day, year by year, whatever. You can do something for five years and then say, you know what? That was all I needed in that. Let me go take what I learned in this and do this other thing for 10 years and then switch again. Like I think that that's one of the beautiful things about our generation and the time we're living in now is there's a lot more flexibility especially in terms of career to try different things and you know we're not really in the culture of coming out of college and starting out a company and staying there until we retire and that is just the way things are now like you can do that if you want and I'm sure that that company will absolutely love you for that but like you truly just that that's just like not the way it is anymore and I think that that's liberating to remember as well um, as someone in the corporate world in their 20s like it's really nice to like and it kind of like makes me like relax my shoulders a little bit when I think of like okay that's not really like the thing way things have to be like I know a lot of people especially where I work like that that's what some people do not a lot of people actually because turnover is terrible but like (laughs) some people do that and it's you know that's what a lot of people want to expect of you but that doesn't mean that that's what you have to do and you don't need to know what you want to do with your life so first and foremost let's lay the the blanket there and let's just say you know what I don't need what no I don't need to know what I want to do and that's okay and the best part about that is you can say that and you can still move through the rest of this list I'm giving y'all and still make goals for yourself while accepting I don't need to know what I want to do and I don't know what I want to do and that's okay and next um I just realized there's actually five things and not six things um and one of them was like a sub point to one of them so that's why I said six but anyways the next thing is to identify the areas of your life that you feel are most important and that you value the most or are the areas that you'd like to see the most change so maybe this is getting out a piece of paper for you or maybe you're jotting this down in your notes app on your phone whatever you're doing or maybe you're just taking a mental note of it whatever you want to take a bird's eye view look at your life and ask yourself which area do i value the most right now in this season of life it is okay if your you know relationships take Like it needs to be a priority, of course, if you're in a relationship, but it's okay if like for this season, you're really focusing a lot more energy on 
figuring out, you know, your career instead of being really social. Like, let's just think of it for right now. And this is something that you do need to assess, like, every few months, ideally. Um, and if not every few months, at least annually, just ask yourself, you know, what areas of my life do I value the most and like which ones need the most attention and the most change. And it can be really hard to figure this out because it's definitely something that you have to be really honest with yourself, you know, because you can convince yourself like my career's fine, like everything's fine, whatever, don't need to do anything with it. And you may be saying that because you have a good job that a lot of people view as a good job and it's paying you well. But, you know, if you're going to sleep every night, you know, like crying yourself to sleep or you can't fall asleep because of the stress or you're wearing too many hats and not being compensated for it, then you really need to be honest with yourself and, you know, list that as one of the areas in your life that you would like to see more change in and make more change or whatever with you know like maybe it's completely changing the job maybe it's you know having a conversation with someone at work but you really have to be honest with yourself because it's really easy to convince yourself that things are fine in areas of your life when they're really not and that's why it's so important also to know your values going into this whole episode because if you don't have your values and like what's most important to you listed out and you don't know those things you're really going to struggle with identifying those areas of your life that are truly most important to you because you're going to end up putting things on your list of areas of life that maybe aren't that important to you and you're going to end up prioritizing them when you really don't care for them that much in the first place. And that's okay. Like it's a learning experience, but you can do things a lot more effectively if you know your values going into this. And I think that this is so important to do every couple months because it it truly can change with the season of life. So, you know, like for example, for me, I'm in busy season with my full-time job from like January to May. And then it slows down a little bit, June, July, August, September, October, it's hell again. And then November, December, it slows down. I know that during those times of being busy, which is unfortunately like seven, eight months out of the year, I really have to be intentional with relationships and you know I have to go into those seasons communicating with my significant other with my friends look I'm going to probably be more absent because my job is demanding too much of me and I know that and I'll admit that and I think literally anybody that works in the industry I work in will say that And I have to be upfront with them going into it, but I also can't use that as an excuse to completely like go ghost and remove myself from putting in any effort into my relationships and friendships because they would obviously crumble with being busy for that amount of time. You know what I mean? Like I have to be so intentional about maintaining those relationships and friendships. And like, I know that I'm probably not anywhere near as mentally and emotionally available as I should be. For my significant other during those times. So I really have to go into those seasons of my life. And, you know, I know as a person that my family and friends and my relationship is of very, very high importance to me. And because without those people, I I just I mean, I'm whole by myself. I am whole by myself. But without those people, I would be in like a very dark place. You know what I mean? Like I need their love and support and I also want to provide that same love and support to them so when I do this little assessment at you know going into let's say the new year since I'll be going into my busy season at the time like my career like my job it's important to me because it's you know I I, it's paying bills and it's like a paycheck and everything and it's also providing some lifestyle benefits that I value a lot but At the same time, I don't really care about the work that I'm doing. So with that being said, it's I have to be really honest with myself when I do this assessment. I'm like, look, you don't care about this job a lot. Like everybody knows that. Um, And but you still want to do your best and you still want to show up every day and be your best self for this. With that being said, you know, it's demanding a lot of you and you are going to have to maybe take a little bit less time 
of, you know, just sitting on your phone or reading your books or whatever on the weekend and really just take it upon yourself to be intentional with setting aside date nights, setting aside doing things with friends like at least once. And I probably only have time for once on the weekends. And that's important. And I have to be intentional about that. And I guess another example for this, you know, you just have to identify the areas that you'd like to see the most change. So for me, I really want to see going forward, like since I feel so lost, I want to see a lot of change in my life in terms of my like career, in terms of just feeling like I'm, you know, doing something in alignment with myself, but also just doing things that are me and really in alignment with my values. Basically, you just need to be able to take that bird's eye view, look at your life every few months, every year, whatever. Ask yourself, you know, what's most important to me right now, like in the next few months? And where would I like to see the most change? Is it your friendships? Have you been sort of just like lazy and not intentional with, you know, responding to people or making an effort to see people or talk to them and hang out? Or your relationship? Do you feel like you've let your career and your job just really cut into your quality time with your significant other? So you need to make more of an effort to really set aside those date nights. And that's the thing. Like I find that my significant other and I like, we're a lot more intentional about date nights during my busy season because it's like, if we don't set that time aside, like it won't happen. Whereas in slower seasons, like right now, the time just kind of naturally happens where we get to spend quality time together because I'm just not being as heavily demanded from my job. So maybe it's your relationship. Maybe it's your career. Like maybe you are like, you know what? I've kind of been doing the bare minimum and I am tired of just like feeling like I'm just not really contributing and I would like to, you know, really just see what would happen if I just like really put my best foot forward every day. Or maybe you're not happy with what you're doing and you need to have a conversation with someone. Or maybe you just need to do a career change overhaul and like completely change things. Or maybe it's your relationship with yourself. Do you need to heal from things that you never took the time to process? Do you need to work on figuring out your values? Do you need to make more time to take care of yourself and fill up your own cup so that you have more to pour into others? What do you need and want to change and ask yourself that. And then next, number three, within each of those categories, I want you to identify the polarizing things. So I've seen this be described as like a hot and cold list, a yes and no list, et cetera. You can call it whatever you want. But for example, um, maybe the categories you want to work on are yourself and your career this season of life. Um, maybe you just got out of a relationship and you're like, I just really want to be selfish for the next few months and see what happens. And with that, you just want to focus on yourself and your career, or maybe you want to do yourself and your friends. So you are going to make a hot and cold or yes and no list of one for yourself, one for your career, one for your friends, whatever. So within the list, you're going to have the hot column, cold column, yes column, no column, whatever you want to call it. And you're going to put down the things that are strong yeses, strong noes in each of those columns within that category. So for yourself, let's just take a look at self. (laughs) And the yes and no list, it could look something like this. So the no column, maybe we put in the no column, you know, letting people compromise my boundaries. Maybe we put in the yes column, you know, Friday night, self-care, whatever. Maybe we put in the yes column, going back to therapy or trying out therapy. Maybe we put figuring out our values, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? And then for your career column, for your yes and no, you can put down specific jobs that feel like strong yeses to you or strong noes, or maybe there's specific job traits, like maybe you really hate working in an office, so you put under the no column working in an office and you put you know a small company in the yes column because you really like working in a small intimate company culture maybe you put specific benefits that the job provides in the yes or no column 
and you can really be as broad as specific jobs and specific as specific traits and that will really help you narrow things down because it will help you see the things that you're absolutely sure of whether they're a strong yes or a strong no and a strong no is just as powerful as a strong yes like we think that we need to identify all the things that like we really love and care about and like yes we do that's important but it's also really important to identify like what we do not like what we will not compromise on because it really helps us figure out like this is where I'm setting a boundary because I feel like no's are what guide us to setting boundaries because we're like I won't accept this and I will not do this whereas yeses are the things that you're just like striving towards and I think that they're both equally really helpful and I think that doing this within each of your categories is really helpful and I think that it's just really a good way to sort of lead yourself in a direction of clarity because it helps you put you know like on pen and paper like okay this is something that I'm sure of and looking at this list, I'm seeing a common theme of blank. Like if I'm making a career list for myself and I'm putting things in the yes and no column, I can likely identify a common theme. And that will really help you find clarity in what to do going forward and how you want to set your goals as someone who doesn't really know what they want to do. Because you may not figure out what you want to do by doing this exercise, but you are going to feel like you're kind of going in a direction because you've paved a little bit of a path from seeing what the common themes are within your yes and no columns. And this will just really be helpful with the visualization aspect of things when it comes to setting goals and really just trying to get a little bit of tangibility in your life when everything just feels so confusing and vague and unclear. So next, number four, is when you visualize the yeses in each of those categories of life, which ones feel the most exciting and least exciting? Which things are you willing or unwilling to compromise on? And you want to ask yourself those questions because it's going to help you continue to identify what's most important to you and really narrow that down. And once again here, it is so important to be as real and as honest with yourself as possible. So you want to really avoid thinking and following through. Like, you'll think this, but I don't want you to follow through with it. And it's okay to think this, but just don't follow through with it. Like, I love this job, but other people would think it's really weird if I pursued something like that. Or I love this idea of a career, but I just don't really think I can make it work. You really want to abandon that type of thinking guiding your decisions it's okay to think those things but don't let them be decision makers for you and say you have a hard time coming up with some definite yeses um just think of the lifestyle you would like to have and what it looks like within those categories or overall as a whole you know what career if any aligns with and supports that lifestyle what type of significant other will best you know fit in that lifestyle and be most supportive in that lifestyle and you can even ask yourself things like you know whose life do I look at and admire and I think that that's such a powerful question because it really helps reveal the things that you know you do really care about and like want because if you admire something then like it typically is hinting at like hey this is something that you know I really like love and feel in tune with and like get really good feelings from and that's a feeling you want to hold on to and I also want to say you know there's a big difference between being inspired by people and in my like admiring someone's lifestyle like for example there are so many content creators that I'm so inspired by but that doesn't necessarily mean I admire or want to have like that type of lifestyle. And I think a lot of times when we go into goal setting, we tend to think of who inspires us and we set goals based on who we're inspired by, which that can be effective and it can be helpful. But I think it's even more effective to look at who we admire when we think of our ideal lifestyles instead of just who we're inspired by. Because sometimes who we're inspired by, like, sure, like you can definitely get good advice because I think it's good to have a healthy balance of both when you're goal setting. You know, look at people who you're inspired by and look at people who you admire. And I think a good mix of that can get you a really healthy inspiration for goal setting. But if you lean too heavily on one or the other, you're really just kind of getting one perspective when it comes to goal setting because 
Someone who inspires you may live a totally different life than what you want, but they may have some advice to offer that will apply to your life at some point or another that will help you get to what you do admire and vice versa with someone whose lifestyle you admire, but maybe they don't necessarily inspire you. But it's probably not likely that you admire somebody and they don't inspire you Um, because I feel like those two typically go hand in hand. But I really think that just, you know, look at each of those categories once you have that yes and no list and ask yourself when you look at those yeses, like which ones are the most exciting and least exciting and maybe like highlight them. Most exciting is pink and then least exciting is blue or circle the ones that are most exciting and cross out the ones that aren't really that exciting Um, because maybe you're putting some things on that yes list that you think are exciting but then when you visualize a lifestyle that is in alignment with that thing it doesn't really feel so exciting anymore you know like I can say firsthand when I was a freshman in college I've said this before I wanted to work on Wall Street I would have put work on Wall Street in my yes column but then when I visualized that lifestyle you know a few years later down the road I was like yeah that's a no um like it sounds exciting and it feels exciting at first but then when I actually start visualizing what that looks like it's a no for me. And, you know, asking yourself too, like I said, what are you unwilling to compromise on? I think that that really shines a light on what you value a lot and value the most because, you know, if you are unwilling to compromise on something, that means you like really, really care about it and you under any circumstance, you need it in your life or you don't want it in your life at all, um, whichever side it's on. So I think that this is really an important step in just narrowing things down because it can feel a little overwhelming when you make this yes and no list um, for your career or for your relationship, if you're looking for a significant other, or if you're just trying to improve your relationship, whatever it may be, it can be a little overwhelming to like look at it and be like, wow, this is a lot of different stuff going on in the yes and no columns. But asking yourself those questions and really getting your feelings to kind of guide you here is helpful because it will really help reveal the things that like really matter to you and it'll help you narrow things down a little bit and that's what we want you know like we're in a period when we don't know what we want and things feel very unclear there's a very large lack of clarity and we want to really narrow things down without marrying ourselves to one thing so I think the best way to do this is to make this list and then narrow it down to just like trying and circling like maybe five things in the yes column or three things if you don't have that many things in it and then um same thing with the no column like circle the things you're really unwilling to compromise on and like have like three in each column five in each column whatever it may be and those can be your like big guiding things when it comes to setting these goals because like I said you don't really want to be in a position where you're like setting so specific of a goal but you also want to be in a position where you feel the freedom to sort of have the ability to explore different things and that's kind of what I'm going to get into in the next point but we're kind of if you haven't done value setting yet and you're still listening or value setting like value identification and you're still listening to this episode honestly going through this episode you're kind of doing a workaround way of figuring out your values because doing this whole yes and no column exercise like you're going to kind of see common themes and that kind of will help you figure out things but you're kind of doing it in a workaround way and I think it's more effective to just start with the values and like figure out what the actual words are like do you value like self-acceptance do you value you know peace or happiness whatever it may be and then go through this because this is like a workaround way of like oh I'm doing all of these columns and all of this vague stuff and at the end of the day like I'm figuring out a theme and a pattern, but I can't attach that theme and pattern to a specific word that is within my values, if that makes sense. You want to be able to attach these theme and patterns to the values that you've already identified because it'll help you really stay in alignment with that a lot more easily. And number five, last but not least, this one's a little bit long, but we'll get through it. Um, Now you can look at the categories that you've identified as most important and you can see the things that you've prioritized from your yes and no list and you can start making goals and i want to first say to abandon any destinations in your goals and instead of thinking first of the destination such as i want x amount of dollars saved up or i want to have this job title at this age i want you to first think of the term and the lifespan of these goals So we're going to assign a lifespan to each of the goals you have in mind before we just jump into saying we want this certain amount of money or we want this certain job title. And jumping straight into the goal without identifying its lifespan first 
creates a lot of pressure and just makes us feel like we need to achieve it as soon as possible or achieve it right away. So ask yourself, you know, is this something that I want to achieve in the short term as in a month or a few months or within a year? Or is it long term, such as more than one year or as long as 10 or 20 years? Or is it like a lifetime goal, meaning you just want to be able to reach this goal eventually in your lifetime and look back and say, you know, like I did this at the end of your life. I think our culture as a whole is just very impatient and we want the quickest and most efficient way to reach our goals. So we tend to jump straight into the goal itself without assigning it a term, which results in so much unnecessary pressure, comparing ourselves to other people, and it can just really end up making us feel very inadequate or lost because it leaves us thinking we need to be these self-employed millionaires with the nicest cars and houses and doing our dream job before we're even a year into our real careers yet. And some goals are obviously going to take more time and more work than others. So it's important to assign those lifespans accordingly. And it's also important to know that these goals don't necessarily need to be a set thing, such as having that job or career by this age or this amount of money by this age. It's important to have that term on it. But it's also important to realize that a lot of those things, those very specific goals are what you figure out along the way. So your goals can and likely will be, and I almost encourage you to have them be as simple and generic as possible if you don't know what you want to do with your life. And that means it could be something as simple as, I want to have a better sleep schedule. I want to be a better friend. I want to improve my skill set in blank. Personally, I'm a whole lot less intimidated by phrasing my goals with words like improve, better, or incorporating the use of less or more of something. And I know that people say the SMART goals are more effective, and I'm sure they are, and I know they are when you know what you want. But when you don't know what you want, it can be really intimidating to marry yourself to such specific goals and commit to them because it's intimidating to have this super specific outcome such as achieving this job title or starting this business because it suggests you're choosing one thing over everything else. And that's a little scary when you don't know what you want because committing to one thing when you don't know what you want is a little scary. And while using generic goals when you don't know what you want, it really helps you keep your mind and reality open to all possibilities. So you're a lot more likely to actually try and explore more things and actually work on the goals since you won't have that feeling that you're sacrificing everything else that you could potentially want. And then along the way, as you're making those small changes and working on those generic goals, a lot will be brought to light about what works and doesn't work for you, what you like and don't like, and you will feel the freedom to adjust the goals as needed instead of feeling like you failed when you set a huge specific goal and then end up later on deciding it isn't for you. And having generic goals generally, I feel like just encourages a level of flexibility and possibility, whereas those super specific SMART goals are more effective for those who know exactly what they want since it embraces a lifestyle of all or nothing and tunnel vision for that one thing that they want. And this one's really just interesting to me because, and this whole tip in general, I think is really, really important because I know for me personally, if I were to sit here and say, I want to have this job title when I'm this age, like good, I set a term on it. So I know that it's not something that's going to be achieved overnight and it's more likely going to be the accumulation of saying yes and no to a lot of things along the way. However, marrying myself to the idea of one thing when I don't know what I want is intimidating. And I think that for me, setting a goal such as I want to make more authentic decisions in my career that I am much more likely to like actually work towards and actually do something with because it's encouraging doing things that are in alignment with myself and it's encouraging possibility and exploring different things rather than you know, forcing myself to be married to this one idea of a job title that I don't even know is for me. And I'm just kind of setting that goal because of outward pressure. And I know I just sat here and said, you know, set terms on your goals. And then I said, make them flexible and use words like improve and better, less or more of something. 
And you may think that those things don't really go hand in hand. But I think that the way to make this work the most in your favor is to say things like, this week I want to improve my sleep schedule and have a better sleep schedule. Or this month I want to be a better friend and maybe you want to do that for a lifetime so you keep saying that every month or maybe you say like I want to have acquired this skill set and improved it by the time I am up for promotion in two years and setting those terms does make it a lot easier but I think that you know if you know what you want like say you know that you want fifty thousand dollars saved for something definitely set a term to it so you don't feel the pressure to do it right away and also know that it's okay to you know start small and think of it as I want to save this month this much each month in order to reach that goal and I think that that's a lot more digestible than the really big goals and I think that setting the terms is really helpful for goals if you have them especially if they are those larger goals because it takes away that pressure of feeling like you need to do it right away and there's a way to sort of like set these goals in a way that it's like okay I have a term on them but also they're not super specific like maybe you just want to be a better person for the rest of your life or something that is definitely a very generic goal but maybe you need to set that goal and then look at what little habits you can do that are in alignment with that goal that will help you be a better person for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like what little things can you do each day that help you become a better person? And saying yes to those habits are what's ultimately going to help you most reaching that goal rather than just like setting that goal and not saying anything else or thinking of anything else. So that is all I have for you all this week. I hope it was helpful for giving you some guidance on how to set goals when you do not know what you want to do with your life. And trust me, I relate. And I hope that this was helpful for you. And I think that this is something that I'm going to definitely keep doing myself and just really try to do at least like once or twice a year um, just so I can remain in alignment with myself and um, really just make decisions that are authentic to me since that's something I really struggle with. But I really hope it helped you all out and I hope you enjoyed it. And be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram. It's just at In Bloom Podcast. And join the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group. And you can follow me on my personal Instagram as well. It's at Abby Period Aslan. And I'm also on YouTube. I post videos weekly, just like lifestyle videos and vlogs and everything if you want to check those out. And thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate you being here. And I hope you all have a wonderful holiday break if you are listening somewhere that celebrates Thanksgiving. Um, and I hope you all have a safe holiday break as well. And I love y'all and I'll talk to you all next Monday.